plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. And you're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded at our studio in the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, we want to give a shout out to two of our uh, current show sponsors. And we're very grateful, by the way, uh, to all of our show sponsors for uh, joining in, supporting Opinions Matter. And uh, by the way, if you uh, run a business and you'd like to advertise on this podcast, you can send us an email to all opinions matters show at gmail.com now uh, who do we want to give a shout out to now if you are in the market for a new job or new career change as many of you probably are uh, our friends at recruit.ie have recently launched their brand new app now this app is amazing i have it on my phone and this makes it easier than ever before to find your dream job you can browse hundreds of jobs from ireland's leading employers and apply for a job in one tap. The days of going from door to door with a big bag of CVs in your pocket are long since gone, thanks to the guys at Recruits.ie, because you can literally browse and apply for a job by using their app. Search for the Recruit.ie app in your app store now. You'll also get access to amazing virtual recruitment fairs, free career advice, and much, much more besides. I cannot recommend this more Download the new Recruits.ie app today and find your new dream job, which is it's waiting for you. It's literally there. It's sitting there waiting, waiting. for you. Yeah. And the other show sponsor that we want to give a shout out to is Safe, which is a new book which tells the true story of Priscilla and Amy Granger's escape from domestic violence and their subsequent work to prevent others from suffering. Now, reviews from readers of the book to date have called it sensational, compelling, and filled with heart. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy of the book, it's only available from this website, safe-thebook.ie. Safe-thebook.ie. Go onto that website and you can order a paperback or ebook format of the book for just $14.99. Um, it is an amazing read, it really is, and an inspiring story. So if you'd like to get your hands on a copy of the book, uh, visit the website safe-thebook.ie. So what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast? A guy called Damien has been in contact with us. I want to read exactly what he uh, said to us. Lads, last year I took a job in the city centre as a hairstylist. I'd been in the city centre, hadn't been in the city centre in years, and I can't get over what Dublin city centre is like now. It's ruined by junkies. I seen them in the morning buying drugs and injecting. When I'm going home, I see them terrorising and hassling tourists. They've made it a no-go area. I hate working in the city. O'Connell Street is like a zombie movie, and it definitely puts people off going into the city to shop. My own mother won't go near the kip. Can they not be rounded up or moved on when they're hanging around causing hassle? I'm sick of them, junkies. Sick of them. They are just a nuisance, says Damo. Now, I'm only reading what Damo wrote. I wouldn't normally, uh, of late, uh, use the word uh, junkie. I kind of knocked it on the head when I got oh. into a bit of trouble last year over it. Adrian's Do you going. remember? Are you letting them bully you into not using no, the word? No, 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 You're no. not woke, are you? No, I'm not, no. Um... 
Anyway, so I don't think the issue here. Every time we discuss something about drug addicts, it's all, I don't want this to become a bigger issue about whether or not the, the word junkie is acceptable or not. If someone wants to use the word junkie, they can use the word junkie. Okay, um, that's not what the issue is here. Whether or not the word junkie, it's a bad word. They don't like it being used. So what? So what? People can use whatever words they want. Um, you have to agree with them. I don't think you're going to find one caller today who um, who disagrees with what he's saying. Have you ever been? Have you been in the city centre recently? I have. Yeah, I brought the kids in about two weeks ago when they were on the school holidays. I brought them into town for the day. Um, there was a particular shop they wanted to go to that was right in the city centre. Now, generally, I would not darken the door of O'Connell Street. I think O'Connell Street is a dirty, addict-ridden kip. Uh, I think O'Connell Street is Parnell Street, which is perpendicular to it. Uh, the other streets, which I ended up going down because I had to get a park, the, the one behind O'Connell Street. What's behind that? O'Connell Street. Behind O'Connell Street. Oh, where the Lewis track runs along. No, no. Is there a Lewis track there? Is yeah. it Marlborough Street? Marlborough Street. The Lewis Street. runs along there. Oh, yeah. my God. It was It was like a scene from Michael Jackson's thriller. Yeah, relax there. Stop exaggerating. Okay, well, I was only there. on Marlborough Street okay, two weeks ago. Okay, there wasn't a fellow with a red no. leather jacket yeah. going around going, hee hee. But you get the point I was trying to make. It's full of addicts and I would imagine that is a turn let, let, let me give you an example all of you an example there's no other capital city that I know of in the world where you would go and see that many junkies in the city centre certainly been to New York many times you won't see a junkie uh, around Times Square you, you literally won't I've never ever seen one in all the years I'm going there you go to Madrid again you won't you won't see them yet in Dublin it's just a wash a wash with junkies and it's going to put off tourists. In fact, did you read out a couple of the messages that came in already? No, I'm about to. Yeah, um, you do, do. Okay, so um, Adrienne said on our Facebook, she said, I overheard two American men talking when I was in town. They said they thought Dublin was a great place and wouldn't come back. When they were talking, a junkie was begging them for money and the man said, sorry, we don't carry cash. I was mortified, says Adrienne. I don't understand that bit. They said they thought Dublin was a great place, but they wouldn't come back. Yeah, be because of the amount of addicts. I think that's the point that he's trying to make. Okay, and then another one says, I used to always go into town, but in the last few years, it's like a scene from The Walking Dead. No, I mean, ever the exaggerator. Uh, even Grafton Street is full of them. The city even stinks of weed smoke. The uh, tune Dirty Old Town comes to mind for a capital city. It's an embarrassment, so says Did you Lisa. not say a year ago that down by the, 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 the Liffey and the canal was junky? What was the word you had? No, I said O'Connell Street was junky central. Junky central. That's, that's what, what I said. said yeah. and that's what I got into trouble over. Well, you didn't get into trouble over it. I did. They weren't happy. The lads weren't happy. Uh, and as I said, they're just two of the comments that have come in on our uh, Facebook. So the question we're asking you is... Do you agree that the city centre in Dublin has been ruined by uh, drug addicts? That's the question that we're asking you. Our number is 085-825-2626. You can send us a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to that number. Constance, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Constance? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, Good, thank you. So, uh, Damien believes that uh, drug addicts have destroyed Dublin city centre. That it is not a nice place to visit, not a nice, it's a dangerous place, and it's all because of drug addicts. What do you think of that? 100%, I agree. 100%. The amount of time my husband works in the city centre now, he used to work in the spar on Dave Street, 
and I used to drop him into work and every single day I drove down Dame Street I saw dodgy looking characters and it was quite obvious they were doing drug deals in broad daylight and not one guard to be seen inside and I've seen it nearly on a daily basis dropping my husband into work and are they causing a nuisance or are they just there uh, well like I wrote in a comment on your thread one day, one morning I dropped my husband in and he was only out of the car half a second and this junkie was trying to get money off him and he said no and lucky I was quick enough to lock the doors but then she saw my bag on the floor in the car and she tried to open my car door and then she tried to open the passenger door and I just sped off. I couldn't wait to get out of the city centre. Like I rarely even go shopping in the city centre That's what I was anymore. about to ask. Uh, other than dropping your uh, husband into work, do you ever go into the city? On the rare occasion. But it would be the, probably, except, uh, the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, probably only... I'd say I was in the city centre to get a few bits over the Christmas but other than that I go to Liffey Valley I go to Blanchardstown And do, uh, do you feel safer? I feel safer in the shopping centres yeah, 100%. yeah that's what I'm asking. And is it just drug addicts or is it just antisocial behaviour uh, in general or is it the drug addicts that are, that are destroying the city centre? I wouldn't say it's all down to drug addicts. It's the antisocial behaviour as well. Sure, look at that woman that was just leaving work and the teenager killed her. Like, it's just not safe. And I, even, like, I'm 32 now. Um, when I was a teenager, I used to go out in town all the time. But my friends don't really go out in Dublin anymore just because the level of crime, the... It's dangerous. Just avoid it at all costs when I can. Which is a really sad state of affairs that you're saying that you avoid yeah. our capital city, which should be the city that we're most proud of. Uh, you avoid it at all costs. Yeah, 100%. All right, we'll stay there for one second if you can, please, uh, Constance. Yeah. Um, Steve, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Steve? Well, lads, how are you? Uh, good, thank you, Steve. Um, you're angry listening to Constance. Why? Basically, I, I remember coming onto the show about a year ago, maybe maybe less, and I had said to you guys that I had started to drink alcohol, um, where I had never done that before. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in several several positions, several times actually during you know drinking alcohol, where I drank myself into a state, I felt depressed and lonely, and all the usual that comes along with drinking alcohol. And that gave me kind of a focus on looking at junkies in town. Now, I don't find the word junkie offensive, so I'm going to use it for this conversation. But I, when I see a homeless person or a junkie person sitting on the ground, cold, miserable, raining, you know, whereas before I thought they were human garbage, that's what, exactly what I thought they were. And then after I seen that there is a human side to everybody, to every single person who's sitting on that ground is a person. Behind them is a real human being with real struggles and real problems. But all we get presented with is the fascia, the front of these people, which just looks in bits and looks like we can't trust them. But we don't know what's going on inside. And we quickly step over these people and walk past them. So now I have got huge sympathies for these people. And I feel that it is completely unnecessary 
for these people to be out on the streets because if we look at the reason that that's happened, like COVID, you know, everybody was able to <clears throat> chip in and help out and put procedures in place or what happened in the Ukraine. You know, it just seems that if it's not getting global uh, recognition that the problem is ignored completely. And I think it's about time that people actually done something about the, the, the junkies literally living on our streets, people, homeless people with real feelings and real families who could contribute to society if we just put a little bit of effort in. Okay, so, well, hang on, ask me a que- I want to ask you a question, uh, Steve, because um, you're, yeah. you're coming down hard on Constance there. How many uh, drug addicts have you taken into your house to look after? Absolutely none, because I don't go. have the room. But I, ah, none, but I've been fighting. Now, hold on, hold on a second, hold on. No, the old, I don't, I, the old, yeah, I don't have me. the room. No, well, Jeremy, Jeremy, no but hang on, me. you've been spouting off there for the last five minutes saying we need to do this, we need to do that, yeah. and then I ask you, what are you doing? You say absolutely nothing. Okay, so... First of all, I have a one-year-old child in the house. And to say that I would just allow a random stranger, a drug addict, to stay in the house, of course, that would be a very stupid thing to do. I'm not asking people to open up their doors. That's not what I'm asking people to do. I'm trying to change people's minds to realise... Okay, so, you want to, so you, you've had an epiphany, basically. Um, you uh, yeah. used to look at uh, drug addicts as human waste. Now you um, are looking at them with more of a heart, basically. Is that what you're saying? And, and, and we should all do the same thing. I'm seeing them for what they really are with these human beings. They're just hidden amongst all that... Okay, so when you hear um, uh, Damien, who's the guy who contacted us in the first place, saying that uh, drug addicts are literally destroying the centre of our our capital city, uh, does he not have a point? Absolutely he does. Of course he has a point. And, 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 and that should be one of the points of contention where we say, okay, here's the thing, we have all of these people who are walking around mindless, uh, causing crime, um, but still, they are people. They need help. But we get them off the street and we oh. get them into some sort of rehab. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let me stop you there, there. If we, if we if we get them help. I'm just seeing figures here in front of me that in the last five years, yeah, five years, yeah. one billion, not million, billion euro has been send, spent on uh, the drugs crisis and um, treating drug addicts. Uh, because I assume you, you realise the amount of people that are on methadone. Methadone doesn't come free. It doesn't just, doesn't just fall off the trees, yeah. right? And that methadone is very expensive. Okay. Um, treatment centres are very expensive. So one billion has been spent in the last five years, and that, that's not enough, no? We need to throw another two. No, I'm, no, hold on a second, hold on a second. Again, I am not familiar with the workings of the government on how it actually deals. No, but, with I'm, the no, no, but I'm telling you, a billion, no, but a billion euro has been spent in, uh, in the last okay. five years. Right, excellent. You've, you've said that. But that's that, it's obviously not being spent in the right place. Clearly, it's not being spent in the right place. Because you know as well as I do, the, both of you lads know, that we have, if you were a heroin addict, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago, when we didn't really know what heroin was, you know, then you couldn't really blame those people. But nowadays, people who are taking heroin clearly know the, the really bad effects that it has. And you have to ask yourself the question, why in God's name would you take something which you know you're going to become a junkie? Your life has to be pretty shitty to want to exchange that for that. Okay, and I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, uh, that, you know, things have to be fairly bad for, uh, you know, somebody to go down the road of 
taking a drug like heroin or whatever the case may be. However, yeah. you're, you're kind of skirting away from the issue of uh, the conversation, and that is that is. drug addicts have destroyed and continue to destroy our city centre. It is far worse now than it was uh, back in the 80s when the heroin yeah, epidemic right. was vicious in Dublin. I saw two drug addicts a couple of weeks ago beating the living shit out of each other on uh, one of the bridges in the city centre, um, Cable Street Bridge, and one of them swinging a bloody chain at the other fella, blocking traffic in the middle of the street, and they were both out of their heads. Now, yeah, I don't want yeah. to have to and see I, that. I, I've, I'm seen sober people, I've okay. seen sober people do that. The point I'm trying to make is that a lot of the antisocial behaviour that we witness in Dublin city centre is drug addicts. Yeah. Now, what is your okay, solution uh, to clean that up? There we go. Yes, exactly. Okay, so my solution, I would rather know um, Jeremy's solution for this because I can guarantee you both of our solutions are the exact same thing. So okay, so Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy what's, your what's your solution to, uh, to deal with this? What's my solution? Why well, I'm not a drug star. Yeah. I, I don't claim to have a have a solution. All I'm saying is something has to be done because. Oh, what would you do, Jerry? Come on, come on! You're put in charge. Just it's just hypothetical conversation. There's no responsibility I would start arresting drug addicts for vagrancy um, when you see them hanging around the city centre and they're being a nuisance. Um, and you see, okay. you see it all the time. You see, well, you can't walk up Henry Street uh, w- without seeing it. And it is, put it this way, my... So, my, so your solution... Arrest them with the... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So your solution to the uh, be, behaviour of drug addicts is to go sorry, around and uh, round them all so up, you, arrest them. You ask for a solution, and I give you when you're, you're, you're shooting it down. No, 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 I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm with you so far. Thumbs up. So arresting with a view to... Sorry, you there, Steve? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, sorry. Go on, say that again. Yeah, so arrest them with a view to doing what? Well, first arrest? of all, my, my kid, and I've told the story before, a couple of months ago my kid witnessed somebody injecting into their groin up by the... Uh, heading up towards uh, Capel Street on the far yep. side of the Liffey. Now, that person should be behind bars uh, for doing something like that. Because I can tell you, if I pulled down my me, me, me trousers, down to my ankles uh, tomorrow uh, in the city centre, I'd be arrested straight away. So taking drugs in a... Yeah, pl- OK, excellent. So incarceration is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. And, OK, so what's your solution? Okay. OK, mine would be incarceration with mandatory, you know, drug rehabilitation. And why not? That is the perfect thing to okay, do. Uh, you, you say mandatory. You can't force yeah. somebody to uh, get off drugs. You can when they're in prison. You can when they're in prison. What do you do? You make no. sure there's no drugs in there. There's no drugs allowed in prison, first of all. I know, but there's lots of drugs in prison. Absolutely, absolutely. But we have to crack down on that. We have to change things. But so the best scenario in this would to be arrest the people, put them into a prison that's a clean prison where there's no drugs available, and put them on the right tracks because they're going to get out in anyway. And you want to get, you want to make sure that they get out when they're, they get out they're clean and they have job prospects and all that stuff. If not, they'll just go back and do that same crap again. As I said, you can't force somebody off drugs. You need to want you to can. get off drugs. No, you need to want <laughs> to get yes, off you drugs. Can. Okay, for, first of all, there's a lot of people who do go into prison, and because drugs in certain prisons are not widely available, but they do, they do end up coming off of drugs. That happens all the time. Okay, well, uh, we, Const- we Constance, there's the solution. Round them up, chuck them all into a prison and get them off drugs. Not yeah. all of them will want to get off drugs. That's so what I just said. That's a, f- that's a fact. So now I'm not, going to, I'm not going to turn around and say all drug, a- drug addicts 
won't get off drugs or they can't. Some of them will turn their lives around. You see it all the time. Uh, people that have been on drugs and they manage to turn their life around. They end up working. They have their own place to live and they get their life together. But there's other drug addicts that will just, they'll go to prison. Then as soon as they're out, they'll go back on drugs and the vicious circle starts all over again. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. So here's the thing. What you're saying is you can't force people to come off of drugs. What I'm saying is if you lock a person up and make sure that there are no drugs available, that is forcing a person to come off of drugs. Whether it's a six-month or a year sentence, whatever is the crime that they commit, you know, or if it's just a case that they're on drugs, yeah, mandatory, you must go behind bars until you're clean. And that's the way the justice system should work. We shouldn't be allowing drug addicts on the streets of Dublin. It's dangerous for them. It's dangerous for us. It's just a bad situation. So yeah, your well, solution... In Dublin uh, City Centre, there needs to be more guards around. I agree. Anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. There's not enough guards uh, around. Not, but the, guard, the guards are always around when you don't need them. They're never and there the thing, when though, there's drug deals going on in Dublin City. Never. Okay, Steve, I'm, inter- I'm interested in how your argument has kind of changed a little bit because initially you were saying, God love them, have a heart. And now you're saying round yeah. them up, throw them into a cell and force them off drugs. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Aiden. Don't put words into my mouth and make it sound like I said something as awful as what the way you just stated it. What I'm basically saying is that they need to be incarcerated. I never said that would be a prison situation. I said incarceration. Okay. Whether that's some sort of facility that's a dry house where there's no alcohol available whatsoever, something would have to be created for that because going into general population in the prison is clearly not going to work for clearly not. But if you're an addict, there must be some sort of medical facility that you can be incarcerated in, for God's sake, for six months, a year, whatever it takes to get this person off of the drugs. Okay. I'm not being uh, a right. Okay, stay, stay there for one second if you can, please. I want to bring in this WhatsApp voice note from John. How are you doing, lads? Good topic today. Yeah, I was just listening there. Um, people who are making public nuisances on the streets should be sentence or ordered into into a rehab i know it sounds draconian but um i mean it's been third i'm 35 now and it's been since my whole lifetime there's been a problem with with drugs in in dublin um and i think it's just time that people we're, we're actually watching these people kill themselves on the side of the streets when they get to that level um i'm not saying that everybody that's taken a joint or has, has tried a line of coke should be thrown into a rehab absolutely not these people that Everybody knows they can't stand anymore on the streets that are literally uh, before the death's door. Like, and um, I think these people should actually be helped and put into rehab. And if anybody wants to come with a financial argument, like we're paying for them anyway in our health system. So, I mean, I just don't see why. Yeah, like it would solve so much problems. You know, it starts with a lot of starts with uh, mental illness, and everybody knows that. And it is sad to see, and I'm not against. Uh, these people per se it's just sad that everybody else has to feel uncomfortable and 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 um when they're going shopping or out into the city and it's just it's terrible to watch it's actually just terrible to watch people trying to kill them like literally killing themselves so i just think it's time that people um were put into rehab or something you know um, maybe for a couple of months and the judge can decide um the gravity of or how long um somebody would be put into rehab one you'd be helping the person and i just think it's the right way to go it's ireland's most talked about podcast the only podcast with live callers and live debates 
It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Celia, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Celia. Hello there. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Celia. Well, what's, what's your view on this? Have drug addicts destroyed Dublin city centre? Well, I don't think the um, idea of putting them into jail is going to be any do any good. No, I, I don't myself. <laughs> No, you know, I think there's more drugs in jail than there is outside. Now, one of the things that Steve was arguing is he's not necessarily talking about jail, but a facility where drug addicts get rounded up off the streets and thrown into this facility until they get clean, basically. But they can't even organise the place where they can go and use the needles. You know the safe place to use needles? Well, the objection, yeah, the, obje- the objection to that primarily it's, is from a primary school, school. Uh, uh, around the corner, yeah. They need to, need to go into somewhere where they're going to be away from drugs and jail definitely isn't just isn't going to be the answer. No, I agree with you. Um, mind you, that's not what Steve was arguing. He was saying that we need to put... If, uh, Steve, are you talking about forcing people into yes, treatment, absolutely. basically? Absolutely, I yeah, they, 100%. I wonder would they want to go. Yeah, but it doesn't matter whether they, do, they do or they, they don't. They were going at some point... expensive. At, 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 of course, of course, it's going to be very expensive. But, I mean, life is expensive. You know, we can't just turn away a person because they're a drug addict. You know, the life is still worth something, clearly. Okay, you know, so you, 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 believe, you believe that we were able to throw money at uh, COVID, we should be able to throw money at this as well? Yeah. Again, we could clean this problem up very easy because it's not like there's hundreds of thousands of people that have to be treated here. You know, it's not a huge, huge number. And we could squash that number very quickly. We could cut it in half if we just implemented something as long as as far as what I'm saying. But, you know, I have a question. Jeremy, do you disagree with the form of incarceration that I'm talking about, or would you be okay with that? I think I'd be okay with that. Uh, whatever gets... The, the, and then... It, but sorry, there's people... Isn't that, it amazing? Yeah. That, that, that the two of us, you're doing it for one reason, because you hate the fuckers, where I'm doing it because I have compassion, but we, bo- we both still agree that we want the same mm. thing for them. I never said I hate the fuckers. So don't be putting words in my mouth. I never said I hate uh, junkies. I just, yeah, you I, I, I think they've turned... Yeah, you did. You said it before. I've said, I've said it before. Oh, yeah. Find, find me the recording. Uh-huh. Where, where is okay, it? let me ask on a, pra- on a practical level. You're talking about the solution to this is to round up drug addicts and force treatment on them. Yeah? Yeah. My argument is... Okay. In, uh, in Steve, your words, yeah. yeah. My argument is you cannot force somebody to uh, give up something that they're addicted to. They may want but to get off... we're already doing that. How are we already doing that? Because we're, in, we're incarcerating people who are on drugs in a clean environment. There are some prisons where drugs are very uh, difficult to get in. So therefore, we're forcing them to go clean. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 085-825-2626 if you want to send us a WhatsApp voice note. I've been asked, uh, Steve, to play uh, this voice note for you. Steve, back on there, giving a loads about everybody. Like, you want to get these addicts brought into centres and all? Arrested and brought into centres. And the country can't even cope with what a fuck it has. Oh, I, I, I don't really know what his, uh, what his beef is there. Can you make head nor tail of that beef? Uh, he's clearly implying that we don't have the money to do this right now because of bigger things. I think that's what he's saying. But either way, look, we have a ton of problems to, go, to solve. You know, this just may be another one that we can solve and nip it in the bud now and save ourselves trouble, you know, 20 years down the line. Okay, stay there for a moment. Let me bring in Owen's opinion. Oh, yeah, that's a massive fan of the show here. Now... 
on the subject you're saying, I work in a car park in the city centre and all I deal with on a daily basis is junkies, heroin addicts all coming in, pissing, shitting, leaving fucking tin and everything around the place it does be a nightmare to say the least and even then we're about five minutes away from a guard station and this just to talk about your other topic the other day about the buses and talent where it's like we need more guard stations around the place and i can tell you now i could be sitting there after getting threatened by junkies for trying to kick them out of the place and we have a guard station about five minutes away and i could be waiting two and a half hours on them so that's just the way that's just the way it is it's like you know, no matter how many times you get rid of them or the guards actually put the effort in and start coming through the car park to kick them out it'll last for a few weeks the guards will stop coming around and the junkies will start moving back in again and it just doesn't stop. All right, Owen. Thanks very much, Neil, for your message. And I want to mention, uh, mention something else. We've been contacted uh, constantly over the last number of weeks by uh, a couple of residents from Oliver Bond Flats in uh, Dublin City Centre. Yeah. Uh, they email us regularly. They send us videos regularly of what's become like a shopping centre for drugs in Oliver Bond Flats in the city. Here's the problem, though. None of these residents will talk to us. We have reached out over and over and over again to all of the people who've contacted us and none of them will uh, speak to us because they're afraid of the drug addicts. I don't know what we can... We can't do anything for them if they don't talk to us other than highlight the fact that... But you're saying that there's a drug problem in Oliver Bond flats is like saying that the sky is blue in the summer. No, but the videos that we've been sent show queues of people waiting to buy their drugs and all of that. It's become like a shopping centre. Yeah, it's literally... Um, But, again, as we said, there is very little we can do to highlight this other than me saying it now uh, without residents being prepared to speak out. Well, wait do you hear what John witnesses on a regular basis? Well, John, tell me, what do you witness on a regular basis? Well, jeez, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I could write a script on it, what I see every day. Go on, it's, give me an uh, idea then. Like, I was in, I'll tell you where I was. Do you know the Abbey Theatre there, South Abbey Street? Yep, it was only mentioned yeah. a couple of minutes ago, beside the Lewis stop there. That, that's the one, yeah. I was in there on Monday, I was doing a job, and um, I seen lads, <clears throat> two lads at the back of my van. Now, in the back of my van, the could be. 15, 20,000 worth of gear at any time. Like, and uh, I seen him, I said, what, what are these two boys doing? And uh, they were in the doorway right in front of my van. Obviously, my van was used as a shield. And uh, there they were, as plain as day, both of them were needles. And his mate was there, as you can see in the picture, he was borderline holding him up how he could shoot it into his foot. This is at 12 o'clock in the day. My like, God. Just to say, we're looking at the picture now you sent us, and I'm just looking at it up close. And yeah, in the doorway of this lane. Where is that laneway, by the way? It's just, just in off Abbey Street there. It's just in the, kind of the, the back entrance of the Abbey Theatre. So I usually go in the back entrance yeah. of these places. Um, well, that, that, that photograph uh, we are using as the thumbnail for this uh, podcast because it just gives people an idea of what you witness. And uh, le- well, let me ask you then, uh, John, what do you think is the solution to this? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? What is the solution? Because I'm sure people behind the scenes of uh, whatever, children the government, things like that, have tried everything. Why do you speak to people that are like, like mainly go into the likes of uh, pubs and things like that and there could be in a couple of shops here and there. And I was chatting only only today I was in the laugh lounge today and I was chatting to the owner of the laugh lounge and he said he's uh, you're parked on the back and I said I am yeah please don't park there he says 
uh, because you'll have to come in and out with the gear. I says, yeah, why? Well, he says, I can't keep this door open for more than 10 seconds. He says, if that door is open, they just flock in. It's unbelievable, he says. Um, and they hide. So, especially during the day, they'd, he said they'd hide in the back and they'd hide somewhere for two, three hours. Knowing that you, and then you, once they hear no, nobody around, they start rummaging the place. And then when they're open, somebody comes in at five o'clock. Sure, if they're that out ahead, they just stroll out the front door nearly. He was saying, like, it's carnage. But again, what, what's that last name? Stephen, is it? Uh, Steve, yeah. He was saying about putting them in, in prisons and whatever else. Now, um, all you know is that you asked at the start, he says, have you got one living in your house? And I was saying, the answer, the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. Yeah, I, I live in Walkinstown myself, right? And I've seen over the last couple of weeks there people protesting in schools or friends living in Drimmon and things. I think you touched on it last week or the week before, mate. You did? But uh, do you know, I can guarantee you now, if you look at junkies that are looking to get clean, right? And actually genuine junkies that want to get clean. If they knocked on 10 people's houses, I guarantee you now 10 people will say no to letting them into that house, right? Because you just don't know. Like, are they looking to get clean? Are they looking to just want to stay? But if, like, if they with this fellow here, Stephen, has all the ideas and he's not willing to help, it's no, no room in his house like someone don't come on and say oh, this is what we should do with this is do something about it like, go to your local TD go to your local counsellor and speak about it don't come on to a show and say oh, let's do this and let's do that when really, realistically when this conversation is finished you're going to go about your day and you're not going to give another thing or another thought about a junkie in town it's only because it's on the, on the radio now he's probably sitting at home listening to it that's the only reason why he's an opinion on it like, Okay, so, so let me ask you then, John. Uh, you heard uh, Damien hasn't worked in, hasn't been in the city much over the last number of years, got a new job in the city centre, and says uh, since he was last there, it is destroyed by drug addicts. Is that an exaggeration yeah. or is it, ac- is it accurate? No, it, it is being destroyed, but not just drug addicts. Like, I mean, the amount of antisocial behaviour that's going on in town, being young lads, 15 up to 19, 20. That, that, that's also terrifying people going to town. Why would you fucking go into, into Henry Street around? Not a chance. Especially around Christmas time there, it was like a jungle. Like, you know, you're so packed that the shops are and all Henry Street and Mary Street be packed. Like, you know, God knows what will go on. Like. And it's not just junkies that do it. Like, I understand that there's a lot of, a lot of junkies in there. There is a lot of them. I see them as I said every day of the week. But, like, this business of your man wants to lock them all up. Like, you're not fucking cheap. Hear them all up and do this. They're not playing cheap. Like, you know, there's somebody's child at the end of the day. I know, but uh, <laughs> by your own admission and with your photograph, the thumbnail of this podcast, oh, yeah. uh, they, oh, are, they are causing awful issues in the city. Oh no, yeah, no, I know that. No, geez, that's what I'm saying. Like, like when the force bears said, they are causing uh, things. But as your mama said, like, like you were speaking to them like they were, they were animals, like uh, I heard them up. They're not like someone. They are people, and we understand. There's probably eight out of every ten of them don't want to get help. Like I mean, like, I've witnessed my own a good friend of mine, his sister, when we were growing up, was addicted to heroin, and she tried everything, everything to get off, get off heroin. She had a child, and the child was borderline being taken off her, and she changed her life around now. The lovely house now. I think she's engaged to be married. She, she was 10 years on heroin and she's a grand life now. So there, there are people out there that want to change, but it's very, very hard for them. They haven't got the support to change. Like their mothers and fathers have washed their hands of them. Stay there so, for one like, second. Okay, so it is, I mean, it is a very difficult situation. Stay there for one second if you can. Let me go to JP. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you? How was the farm, Adrian? How are you? Good, good, thank you. What did you want to say on this? Uh, well, basically, pretty much what Stephen, I, I'm agreeing with Stephen for the oddly enough. Because I, I, I was an addict back when I was, I was younger, and I'm 44 now, and uh, I was put into a high support unit, and it was the best fucking thing for me. That's being honest with you. It was castration, proper order, you know. Um, I, I, look, and I know the way town's gone, you know, my sister, you've seen her videos over the years, you know. 
popping around TikTok and Facebook and whatever. She had her demons. She she was an addict, not a junkie. I hate the fucking word junkie. Um, she was an addict, and unfortunately, you now she, she lost her life there in December, not by drugs, drugs, but by jumping in the fucking liffy. Um, you know, the, the, she was so roughed up on drugs, it was unbelievable. And every time she was ringing for the rehabilitation centres. There was a long waiting list. Uh, she had to be clean. She had to be this. She had to be that. Her head was so fucked up mentally that she couldn't communicate with what they were asking for to get into the centres in the first place. And that's what people are forgetting. Some of these addicts are mentally, mentally screwed fucking up. They don't know the left to the right. Do you know what I mean? And it's guidance they need. And that's exactly what I'm in agreement with Steve in the first place. Is that maybe he worded it wrong, not round them up or whatever, like, but yeah, definitely like a, some kind of a, it's a stronger kind of a prison if they wanted it. Do you know what so I mean? So let, let me go back to to when you mm-hmm. were that addict uh, or, yeah. or even your sister before she uh, passed away and I'm terribly sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> rounding drug addicts up, if you had been rounded up and brought to this institution and forced to get clean, would that have worked? Well, it did work. I was pretty much forced. I was forced into a high support unit. I didn't walk into it. I was fucking dragged into it. Let's be honest with you. I didn't walk into it. I was in around 16 years of age, and it was the high support unit, or it was a prison prison, in other words, St. Patrick's Institution. They were my options by a judge, simple as that. So, yeah, I, I was forced. And do you think this is something that we could do with more addicts? The problem in the country is, is the lack of the centres. Now, you ring around to Asheree, you ring around to Kilmer, ring around to the Rootland Centre, I'll guarantee they'll all say the same thing. Have you been cleaning the last seven days? Mm-hmm. The last 14 days? Oh no, you need to be cleaning for another two weeks. Because you ring any of them, they're all the same. So that's the problem, you know? What did, okay, what did so, Jimmy say uh, there? One, what, did, what did Jimmy say there? One point, what, five, five billion? Yeah, it was spent, has been spent in the last number of years, oh, yeah. Right, right, okay. Now, half of that, where's it going? It's going to fucking counsellors, psychiatrists. It's going to a, w- a wide range of wages, the upkeep of buildings, ESB. So by the time it actually comes down to the addict for help, it means fuck all. It means nothing. There's not enough centres. This is the problem. Okay, so there's not enough centres and you need to be clean before you get into uh, many of the centres. So there is scope then for having some centre that some addicts that are causing awful antisocial behaviour in our city could be dragged to like you were. Well, I would, like, look at... <laughs> you can't really, like... I know it's still, like... I, I get both sides here. You can't fucking force it. You can bring a horse or water, but you can't make it drink it. You know what I mean? I'm getting the two sides of the argument here and the two sides of the coin. But, like, realistically, I, I know one or two addicts right now as I'm talking to you. And one of them wants to get uh, get into recovery. The other one doesn't. Do you know what I mean? And that was the point that I was making earlier on to uh, Steve, that you cannot, generally speaking, force somebody off uh, off drugs because yeah. they'll just lapse back into it again when they get back, if they're not committed to be getting off them. Just like for years, Jeremy, I smoked cigarettes. Nobody was able to force me to stop smoking. It's it's something I had to do myself. I'm just looking at that photograph, lads, which is on our, our uh, the thumbnail for this podcast uh, that John sent. John is still on the other line. I'm looking at the photograph, John, that you sent from the back of your van uh, up the laneway, shown two addicts. 
and one is injecting the other into the foot. And am I a bad person for feeling anger as soon as I see it? I don't feel pity. I don't have pity for these two individuals. I feel anger. I feel disgusted. Is that how you feel, John? Anger? Yeah, it is. Like, well, I, you know, I, you know, I said a couple of minutes ago, we spent $1.5 billion on... Uh, on free, drug treatment and that yes. was last year was it was it yeah that's okay, right yep. so you, we look at that right and we're in the middle of a housing crisis we're in the middle of every crisis you can, you can come at like I mean but if we decided to say okay well we're going to focus on let's, we're going to put more centres in we're going to put more of this in we're going to put more of this like at the end of the day we're still going to have junkies on the street and then if we haven't got the money to build houses and we're building drug treatment centres. We have people out on the street protesting about that because there's houses, there's no houses for people. So, like, it's just a merry-go-round. Like, we, if we decide to say, oh, we're going to focus now on drug treatment centres all over Ireland and help these people. And as I said, like, a lot of them do need, do want to be helped. But there's a lot of them out there that don't want to be helped. Yeah, I agree. And, like, this, and, and this goes back to the point I was making, that you can't force somebody to take yeah. treatment. Exactly. Like, there's many times... Now, as that lad there said, said there, I can't think of his name, said that he was, he was on drugs and he's off them now, whatever. Look, there's, there's one person, but when he was brought into that treatment centre, did he say to himself at 16 years of age, I want to get off these drugs? Or did he think, maybe I'll go in here, I'll do what the judge tells me. I should be out in a year, I'll be grand then. Like, I'll be able to do this, I'll be able to do that. Because we've all done it. Like, I'm, like, I'm, uh, I do it even at home now with my me, me wife, says, I'll do this. If you don't want to do it, you do it to keep the peace. Absolutely, yeah. If you're told you're going to this centre for six months and it needs to be claimed for six months, in the back of your head, you're not going to come out and say, oh, I'm this and I'm that, brilliant, happy days. You're still going to go off and you're, those friends that you, you mixed around with Again, as I said, that is the point that I'm making that, you know, this whole thing of round them up, throw them away, <laughs> into a building, lock the key, um, it doesn't work unless a person is committed to it. Um, stay there for one second if you can, please. 085-825-2626 is our uh, number. This is Jess. Those junkies, not Alex junkies, they have destroyed the city centre. They've done it for fucking years. They literally make the place look like a kid. And you want to clean them up? Put them all in jail. Mm, okay, and uh, Robbie. I think Steve actually has a decent idea there, but it needs to go further. You need to be offering them training and something to come out of prison. Um, you know, afterwards, if you if they come out of prison, exactly, uh, just. You know, clean up the drugs, but in the same situation you were in before, they're going to just relapse. In fact, we have Robbie on the line. We'll talk to him in a sec. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, Robbie, I played your message there a moment ago, and you were uh, saying that while Steve's idea in theory isn't bad, it needs support afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And as, as, as that previous caller was saying, he just went into the high support unit, uh, you know, and he was, and then he was talking about like you know people just not able to get into these centres without being clean. But you know, like a centre that has an area that does partly what Steve does, gives them, you know, to get them the month or what I don't know how long they need to be cleaned for, gives them that period before then they can move into the centre where they can actually get the help they need, and then a further and then a further step along the line where they get some training, education, whatever they need to help them reintegrate to society and actually make a life for themselves. Because there's no point uh, getting them, as I said, there's no point getting them all the drugs if they have, if they come out of prison and have, or I know I shouldn't be calling the prison, 
getting out of a facility and then have nowhere to go afterwards. Yeah, I, I agree. It has to have all that support. It has to have all the, the follow-up. And as I said, regarding the money, um, it was, you said, a billion over the past five years? Yes. That's, uh, that's obviously a huge amount of money. Uh, but if you were to spend, uh, if you were to put, let's say, a billion into it now to get something like that up and running, and it was to cost another billion over the next five years, how much would that save over the next 20 years? A lot of money. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, you agree with the idea of putting more money into supporting addicts, getting them off their drugs, uh, which will have the net effect of saving us money in the long run, really? I think so, yeah. I mean, with, with alcoholics, you don't, you, don't, you, don't give, you don't give up. You don't put alcoholics into a, in, into a room and give them points. Yeah, but we'll give them I, less or a different type of alcohol. Would I be right in saying, again, I don't know, uh, drugs have never touched my family, but would I be right in saying that it would be very rare, okay, we're talking about just heroin, forget, forget about the other drugs, heroin for the moment, that it'd be very rare for someone to get completely clean of heroin and then lead a fruitful life where they have a job or they get married. I know, it does it. happen. Yeah. Does, does it, it does, happen? of course it does, you know, absolutely. You know, he is right, it is, it is very rare. I, mean, I would imagine the, it, it is. is. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that guy John, we've spoken to John before. Yeah, that's one caller, Adrian, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is it, yeah no, the, I'm not saying, we're not saying it's impossible, it's not impossible. I, I, would, but, I, would, yeah. I would imagine it's as rare as hen's teeth now. No, right. I actually know a guy who's a taxi driver who 20 years ago was a absolutely strung out of his head heroin addict. Really? And now he's driving a taxi, yeah. Because he's He's got his shit together. And I have nothing but huge respect for someone who has hit, like, you know, and essentially that is probably hitting, like, rock bottom, literally as low as you can get, to still have the wherewithal to say, fuck, I'm, I don't like this anymore. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I want to get out this shit. But, and, to, and, it's, and but then to say, to say to yourself, I want to get out this shit, but then have no support to do that. Like, okay, so in other words, we need to... people jumping, out, jumping into livings. Uh, in other words, we need to get serious about dealing with this problem and uh, and spend the money wisely and offer the support afterwards. Let me squeeze in Bonnie. Hey, it's lads. Um, I completely agree with Steve. Like, they'd have no problem sectioning people under the Mental Health Act, but people who are drug addicts clearly have some sort of mental health issue and they should be put into some sort of unit, not necessarily jail, but to help them. Like, for, I actually agree with Steve for once. Okay, and uh, this is Eddie. Listen, lads, there's been a heroin problem in Dublin for the past 30 years, possibly longer, and we'll still be having the same problem in another 30 years. You can't force people into these places to dry out and to say, we'll do this, we'll do that. It has to be done with their own free will. And if they don't want to do it because they're strung out and they like the buzz of that, then you're fighting a dead battle. It's just not going to work. Absolutely. And that was the point that I've been making all along, uh, Eddie. You cannot round up drug addicts, hope they're going to stay off the drugs because when they get back out of wherever it is that you put them, uh, a lot of them will just go back to their old ways. I just think, looking at the comments on social media, I just think people are at the end of their tether now. I think people are just fed up. They love their city centre. Uh, I mean, you look at this, the, um, the Clearies. They put the clock back up. You know, the Clearies clock is back. Mm-hmm. And that's going, millions and millions are going to be spent uh, on Clearies. They're going to turn into, what, a hotel and shops, the whole lot. What is the point when people will not go into the city centre. My mother, I'll give you very quickly, my mother as an example, was someone that for years would always go into the city centre. Now when I say the city centre, I mean O'Connell Street and Henry Street, uh, she'd go into Cleary's and all that. She stopped doing that about 15 years ago, purely because the anti-social element that was in the city centre. I I know some of you don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. Dublin city centre 
And I mean from Trinity College all the way up to the Matter Hospital, I suppose. So from Trinity College to the Matter Hospital is a fucking dive. And it is. And if, if you don't believe me, get up off your arse now. And take a walk. Okay, but is that all down to drug addicts? No, no, it's not. That's why I didn't it's not. And um, uh, the biggest problem, uh, from my point of view, in Dublin City, is the lack of visible policing. And uh, until that is sorted, we're never going to clean up Dublin City. But there's something that's as rare as hen's teeth. Yeah, that's the point. A policeman in the city centre. All right, that's it from this latest edition of Opinions Matter. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, please hit subscribe or follow. If you're listening on Spotify, click the little bell icon, and that way you'll be notified every time we upload uh, a new podcast. Thanks very much indeed for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.